If you knew that one belief eliminated from your brain could change the course of your reality, would you want that? It's not for everyone, only the brave. Those who want to own their life like the powerful leaders they were born to be. A pivotal moment can change everything. Now, here is the host of Crossroads to Awakening show, Wendy Paquette. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Crossroads to Awakening show. I'm your host, Wendy Pocket. I'm a holographic mind reprogrammer, helping women who are stuck at a crossroads to their awakening access their truest selves and change the world from where they stand. Because I believe as a high-frequency human, you can see your life as a direct reflection in all of the programs that are etched into your brain, and they can be easily shifted and changed and completely altered based on what you're seeing in your reality. So when you see the truth for what it is, you'll have access to your true self and get to live in that space. So welcome to the show from wherever you are on the planet, wherever you bring your beautiful energy from. I welcome you to the Crossroads to Awakening. So today we have a super spectacular show. This is episode six. I'm so happy to celebrate it. And today's title is the superpower synesthesia and how it can change your life. Now, I have never heard of synesthesia before. I mean, I had never heard of it. I think perhaps back in 2014, I got introduced to an amazing coach who actually used this superpower in order to support me to awaken myself in business. And I didn't really get what it was until I started really going deep into asking, like, how are you using this gift and what does that look like? I didn't realize that's what she was using to support me um, until I started asking the questions. So I have a guest today that's quite amazing. She can, she has the superpower of synesthesia, but she has a lot to teach about it because it's an undervalued and under uh, talked about topic experience, I guess you'd say, that other humans having, embodied humans are having, and they don't even realize they have it. And in that case, they don't even realize that they possess a superpower that can change their life and and potentially someone else's as well. So let me tell you a little bit about Julie from what I know about her. She is a, well, first of all, she's a friend of mine, and I just love her dearly. And she's also a business and life coach. And she's incorporated energy healing into her toolbox to create powerful up-leveling and transformational experiences. She's been trained by Tony Robbins, attended Harvard for grad school, and she's led a life of personal development entrepreneurial experiences that she brings into her sessions. So Julie has a unique blend of resources that help her clients create massive change and breakthroughs in order to create the life that they really, really want. And in this, she uses this superpower of synesthesia. So let's bring on Julie and let's talk about what is this amazing superpower of synesthesia anyway and how can it change our lives. So welcome, Julie. Hi, Wendy. Thank you for having me. Yay. So let's dive right into this. So let's start with, I gave them a little piece of who you are, but I want you to start right out with what is synesthesia and then after that I'm going to ask you about yourself because I know how people right now are sitting on the edge of their seats and they're like, what the (laughs) heck is, what are you talking about? So dive right in, Julie, what is synesthesia? And then we'll roll it right into who you are and how you use this superpower. 
Okay. All right. So synesthesia is um, basically the crossing of senses is one of the ways it's described. So um, if you, um, for me, my, one of my, I have multiple types, but my predominant one is I see sound. So whenever I hear sound, I actually see sound um, in a screen in front of my face in lights and colors and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> I also see things like like temperature and electrical current and those kinds of things. Like I can see electrical current in the wall. I can see when I'm in water. Um, and that I had as a kid, and it's reawoken, re, reawakened in me recently. But, like, um, it's warmer at the top and cooler at the bottom. The color changes as the water goes down. So that's another way I perceive this. Um, cool. I know people who, with their taste buds, they taste color, and so they cook by that. Or they smell sounds or, you know, it's it just, it's all the mixing of the senses. Or as um, in my research, one person started to describe it as it's, it's the perception with more than one sense of what is going on. So it's like the building of the senses. And what is interesting is it's also considered a learning disability. So for those of you who find this, like, it interfered in my life at times because I didn't quite know how to incorporate it in a really good way, you know. Um, so I was diagnosed with a learning disability. And so the thing of it is, it's really a gift, and we can get into that more. That's amazing. So so what I'm hearing you say is that it's the mixing of senses, and you experience different senses. So we would liken, like hearing to the ear, tasting to the mouth, color or perception, you know, that type of visual perception to the eyes. What you're saying is that you see things with something you normally hear with your ears. You see mm -hmm. color also at the same time. So you're able to interpret multiple ways of communication is what I'm hearing. Yeah. One type of yeah? Stimulus, yeah. One type of stimulus creates multiple different sensory experiences for me. Amazing. And that can only support you in different ways, I'm sure. But tell me what it was like growing up as a child with this. Did you know this is something that you had as a child? Were you born with this? I was totally born with this. Um, and my grandmother had it. So it it seems it runs in families. Um, uh, until I was 18, I knew things were different. But I didn't know that other people didn't have this. Um, so... Um, Let's see, at the age of five, I was in school, and I, would, I told my teacher I couldn't hear. And really what was going on is there were so many different sounds in the room, I couldn't pull out her voice. So they took me to the doctor, and they ran a, a you know, the hearing test with one tone, and I'm like, this isn't what I'm talking about at all. What I'm talking about <laughs> is there is so many, you know, this kid's wiggling his foot over there, and I can hear that, and this one's breathing deep, and someone's talking in the back, and then you're trying to talk at me, and your face isn't even towards me, and I literally could not separate the color of her voice from the other, the vibration visuals from movement and that kind of stuff. Oh, so wow. I, I learned how to lip read at age five in order to compensate because, you know, I, I knew something was different because, the, you know, when I tried to tell the, the teacher and my parents and the doctors, like, I can't hear, they're like, you, you're fine. I don't understand. You're better hearing than usual. So it was interesting, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Amazing so, how it can be set from one perspective and then you're like, but I can hear when you put me in a room where there's nothing else, right? So you had to right. figure this out on your own, what you're saying. 
I did totally. Um, but it was, you know, it kind of, it, one of the things it did was I would sit and watch music, for example, and that's actually the, what my, okay, so my three, four main types, first of all, when I, I see sound, so then I, I can watch music, I can write music in color, I can um, interpret people's emotions based on the color of their voice and where it lands in their body. Um, so I have that, I have the one where the letters and numbers are all different colors, and so I would use that to study and organize things. Like, that was very useful growing up. I um, I have the one where there's if time and space becomes like a Rolodex, and it goes out in front of you, and um, it's a different perception of time, and then the one with energy. So those are my primary four that I've worked with and that I've had as I was growing up. Um, so one of the things, this, this auditory one where we see sound, easily leads into musicians. Um, Pharrell has it, Kanye has it, Billy Joel has it, um, Beethoven has it, ha- had it, um, they believe. Um, so it has been very predominant in musicians. And so one of the ways I used it as a kid was I'd go in my room and I'd just watch music. And, you know, I'd put on headphones and listen to a stereo. And interestingly enough, as people with synesthesia, when you do that, it drops more dopamine into the brain. So it was like that was the way I would monitor my mood. I would literally use it in that way, not realizing that's what was going on. I was also using it. I learned seven interest instruments by the time I was 16. Um, I was singing in multiple choirs. I was writing music. I was directing music, um, all that kind of stuff in high school. And that's actually how I found out that I, I didn't, that nobody else was seeing this is because I was in a music theory class and I was drawing out the chord progression and the person I showed it to had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> I can I can imagine like they what do they say? You were were you drawing something that you learned in class or just something that you instinctively understood so you're writing in that in that way? I was just drawing it out because that's how I was writing music at home. You know, I would yeah. color it out, and then I'd music, move it to the music sheet. And then we were supposed to be doing a project in class, and I was like, okay, so this chord has this collection of colors to it, and then when it resolves, it creates this collection. And I had my colored pencils, and I was drawing it all out, and I was like, let's create this in this song that we're writing, and she had no idea what I was talking about, like at all. <laughs> that is fascinating. Super fascinating. It, so how did you resolve that with her? Um, I just kind of got quiet and just went into writing notes and just started asking other people this person didn't know well and then ultimately one of my friends said you know that I nobody really has an idea what you're talking about you might want to talk to your dad that could be like hereditary so um yeah I told my dad I was uh, about 17 18 years old I told my dad about this and his reaction was oh your grandmother had that and they thought she was crazy and they institutionalized her for it and then she drank herself to death Oh. So, oh. so that was the reaction I got from my family back at that time period. I kind of just shut it down uh, as much as I could, which was not um, was not good for me. For any of those of you who have gone through this kind of thing, whatever your perceptions were as a kid, when you shut them down, if you shut them down too hard, they start um, rebelling, I guess. 
by the time I was 35, I stopped smelling. Um, my vision was declining incredibly. Um, my hearing was declining. Um, I was starting to lose touch um, on, you know, sense on my skin, and I kind of thought it was a joke. And um, but I mentioned it. We had a, a healthcare, a national healthcare clinic, and I was in charge of teaching what was going on in the room. You know, the the bedside manner that was common for our clinic, you know, so we could brand it to the doctor. And he was all about, you know, you got a problem and you need to solve it and we're going to do this. And that's how I figured out it was called synesthesia. He figured that out. And we were able to to label the learning disability. And the only thing I could find back in the day when there were there wasn't the internet yet was the, the ways to manage the learning disability, which included sound canceling headphones and stuff like that. And so that's how I managed it. And it worked well. I was no longer blacking out when I was driving because there were too many noises and, you oh know, my. things where it was negatively influencing my life. Oh, my so, goodness. So you, what you're saying is that you basically when your dad told you it was hereditary and she drank herself to death by it, you the fear of that happening to you caused you to try to shut it down in any way possible, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it just affected my whole life. Oh, like I can't it, imagine. It, yeah. Yeah, what year was it that you um, you discovered or you had support with discovering that this is what it was? That was, uh, was it recently? only several. Yeah, it was re- recently. It was about two or three years ago. Um, oh, my goodness. I had a coach who told me, like, what if you be- what if this thing that you believe is your biggest your your biggest problem? You believe you're broken, right? What if this is actually your superpower? And we went through this process of, like, you need to open up. You need to make the decision and get out from behind this wall. It is literally killing you. I'd been shaking at that point. I'd been trying to keep it under control again. And I'd been shaking for about three months in a row just trying to manage stuff because it was just too much. And um, she's like, you just need to make a decision. And you need to get out from behind that wall you've got yourself behind. And um, just let it go. And when I did that... um, that night, you know, through the Tony Robbins training, I went back and I, I know how to make a decision. Like he trains that. So I, I went into the sensation of what it felt like to make another decision in my life that was very clear. And I knew in that moment what that decision was. And I'm like, I can replicate that. Okay, I decide to let go. And I got out from behind the wall and I went to the edge of the cliff that was in my mind and I jumped. And I did this free fall and as I had this free fall where I totally, it's like I jumped, jumped into trust, I got an audible snap in my head. Mm. And that's when the colors opened back up in terms of the water. <clears throat> and I got in the shower and I knew things had drastically changed because I forgot I'd even seen that as a kid. And, you know, because the color was lit up like somebody had put lights in it. And wow. um, I was at a conference. I was at a conference and I went down into the room and my coach was on stage and she's lit up like a Christmas tree and the other people in the room are lit up like a Christmas tree. And I'm like, okay, something drastically changed. Like this is, this is drastically different and all the noises and everything that's going on in the room isn't driving me nuts. Like I don't have to sit here trying to push it away. Like it's literally just wow. going through me and I don't feel agitated. So I knew something drastic had happened. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, this is perfect timing because we're going into our first break and I cannot wait to ask you the next (laughs) question about what happened after that. So right now, uh, we're going to pop into our first break. You're listening to Crossroads to Awakening with Wendy Pocket. We are speaking to Julie Goche, who is 
has this incredible superpower called synesthesia. And when we come back, you're going to hear exactly what changed with Julie and how she stepped into this amazing superpower, how she changed her life and how she can change yours. We'll see you on the other side. If you could wave a magic wand and have your life be anything you wanted it to be, what would it look like? Professional dancer, CEO of a multi-million dollar earth conscious company, a screenwriter with top billing shows, and ultimately have the boldness to move about the world without emotional blocks standing in your way, therefore having the confidence to achieve anything you put your mind to. That's what Wendy Pocket knows is possible for you. The first step is understanding why you don't believe it too, or why you do, and yet haven't created it. Put on your possibility goggles and join Wendy now, because you're at the crossroads to awakening. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Crossroads to Awakening Radio Show with your host, Wendy Paquette. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now back to the program. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Every time, I'm just so excited, I want to jump right back in. So welcome back to Crossroads to Awakening. Uh, we're speaking with Julie, who's telling us the incredible story that she has reawakened now or stepped into the reawakening of synesthesia, which is her superpower. Julie, welcome back. Tell us more. What happened after you realized suddenly, like I'm understanding that you're in the middle of a Tony Robbins event is that what's happening and you did this during the event you reawakened this it wasn't actually tony robbins it was um a different coach um oh that i was with at that point and it was actually a coach of who taught us how to coach and so it was like a professional development type um personal development um coaching event and we were in dubai um and it was a room of about 120 women And, um, yeah, it was, what was fortunate was I knew I needed to start incorporating it into my coaching, but I didn't want to play around with it with my current clients, my paying clients. So I was able to go ahead and ask the women who were in the room, you know, hey, can I play around with you? Can I practice this on you? And 62 of the women signed up to do a session with me and help me develop this in, like, I did 62 sessions in the next like uh, six to eight weeks. It was incredible. Wow. I totally figured out how I was already using it in my coaching and how yep. to combine it with Reiki um, and actually make, you know, significant changes in my clients while I was working mm-hmm. with this. 
Um, and I came up with a whole set of things that I can do to help my clients break through their uh, limiting beliefs, uh, remove the energy that is stalled in their body. When, when they talk to me and I actively listen and I incorporate the Reiki energy, I can see where energy is stalled in the body as dark spots. And then Mm -hmm. what I can use, like, a variation of Reiki to help remove that and get them free. And the other thing I noticed that day is everyone, specifically my coach, had this big ball in front of her that was like this coppery gold sparkly egg. And as she was talking and working, she kept touching it and moving it and, and, like, manipulating the energy that was in that ball. And it seemed to be connected with her and with this energy, this huge amount of light coming out of the type of her head that was wide, like a peacock fan tail over her head, um, which I now know is the connection with the divine. Um, and she was wide open. I knew she was receiving, like she would talk about how, let, let me let me receive and see what I'm getting. So she was talking about that. But then she started doing that, and I could watch the energy with the ball and with the energy above her head and literally see what was going on. It was fascinating. So wow. as I looked around, the, the yeah, it, it was mind-blowing because I, you know, it took me a while to figure out what I was seeing, too. Um, but the women in the room, what I noticed was everybody had the ball. And we all were into personal development. We're all coaches. We're all, you know, a certain level on the journey, the awakening journey, right? Mm-hmm. And um, what I noticed is not everybody had the big ball around their body. Some of them were from the waist up, some were in their heads, some were incomplete. Some, um, the ball was different shapes and sizes and different amounts of connection. And now looking back on that and through all the work that I've been doing, it seems to me that's the soul. That is the connection of the soul, the, the part of us who knows what's hap- why everything is happening for us, not to us who understands what happened before this life and after this life, what is, um, you know, the, the guiding principle. If we get into that, all of the conditioning from our childhood, all of the things in this life that we have that have built up through traumas and and training and, and all of this conditioning, pre-five conditioning, she's the one who understands the whole meaning and the whole thing. We get into that place. And then we yeah. start getting the answers of what our gifts are and what we're supposed to be doing. And so through this process I developed, we just eliminate a lot of that stuff and just go right into that. We go right into the connecting with her. And oftentimes my clients, after the main first session, they'll go into that and they'll get this journaling session where they'll just bring in information from her, you know, the questions yeah. that they've had forever. All of a sudden they just know because the connection with her, it's the knowingness happens. Wow, um, that's incredible. Well, listen, I have, I actually, we have a guest that is uh, on the phone, I believe, and her name is Kim, and I want to see if she has a question, and let's oh, see, uh, yeah, what we can open up about what's going on with Kim. Kim, are you there? I am. Hi. Yay, welcome, welcome. So, you have a question <laughs> for Julie? Oh, my God, I have so many questions. I had one that, but now it feels like so mundane <laughs> to ask. Um, so I guess my well, well, I'll tell you my first. Thing. You were mentioning about how tastes are often energy and even like sound. 
So I'm pregnant right now. And one of the things that I'm experiencing, my taste has totally changed. And it's like, logically, I know that this is good food and there's nothing wrong with it. But I have such strong tendencies, like meal per meal, of what I like, what I don't like. So I'm kind of curious, like, how that relates to energy. And then my other question, I know maybe it's not even a question, but just more where I'm so intrigued is you speaking about that connection to like a golden ball in your soul and stepping into your gifts. I have a, I had an experience that was similar to yours in that it felt like stepping off of the cliff as you had described. And when I made that like leap of faith, even though it was terrifying, that was when I received so many of my gifts. So I'm so curious about that bit that mm-hmm. you spoke of. Okay. Well, I'll start there. Um, that bit, it seems, okay, when I stepped off that cliff, it's like before that, it was like I was holding on to a pier. And maybe, let me know, I'm curious, too, if this was your your sensation of that that occurrence. It's like I was holding on to a pier and waves kept hitting me, buffering me, like just pounding on me. And I'm holding on to this pier and they're covered with all the, you know, those barnacles and stuff like that. And it just was a miserable experience and when I let go of the pier all of a sudden it's like I was in a floaty on top of the ocean and the waves are just going on around me and I'm now part of everything that is going on instead of trying to push it all away and trying to stay safe by not moving that was my sensation of jumping off the cliff and then as I kept working with it it's like oh I got onto a, a, a rowboat and then into a speedboat and like now it's like, like sometimes I go anywhere from like a, like a, oh, what are those things where the well, the one man like zoomy thing you can zoom through the water to a yacht to jet ski the plane <laughs> in the ocean you know jet ski that's what I was looking for you know and mm-hmm. like and like I'm waiting I can't wait until I'm the mermaid right where it's just this is uh I still feel like I'm kind of on top of it waiting to become one with the water is where I'm I'm like waiting for that sensation, if you know what I mean. So cool. So what um my what do you No go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Kim, ask your question. Oh, I was mm-hmm. gonna say no, mine was a little different. Not so much in that um I experienced it um in my body quite that way. Mine was more like kind of metaphorical in that I was shoving down this knowing, shoving down this knowing because I knew that mm-hmm. I think intuitively I knew that if I listened it was gonna ruin my life on the outside. Or it was gonna look like that. And it would mean leaving all kinds of things and no security. And when I actually made the change and I let go, so much of the pressure was left me. And then this this knowing like bubbled up. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And that's you know I think that's related to that power of a decision too. And when we make that decision, it's like we step into our real selves, and that's when all this stuff comes in. You know, like that's it's like we're inviting that energy from our soul in to, to talk with us, right, and to communicate mm-hmm. with us. And I, I, yeah. at least that's my feeling on this. No, when you were speaking and about then, it, what came to me, what I was thinking, like an initiation and almost sort of like in the hero's journey, that it was the moment where I chose it. It was a moment that I said, yes, even though I don't know what this mm-hmm. is going to look like, that I wasn't a victim and I was like on some level, even though it's conscious or not, that like I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to listen. Yeah, that is the big, if there's one word to describe that, it's trust. 
But that mm-hmm. jump was that uh, was the jump of trust, and it's just what you described. So cool. So what <laughs> what I'm wondering is, um, we're getting just a little bit of your the air behind you, Kim. So when I don't know how to oh, mute you just in the for car. a second, but yeah, guys, if you ask, yeah, I'm with my kids. The beautiful COVID nineteen means that I have everyone with me, but um, <laughs> it's actually pretty quiet in this car. So hopefully guys can hear me or if you need me to mute myself let me know sure so uh julie i'm wondering we have like two minutes before break which is super fun and this is just it goes by so fast when you're playing right to uh mm-hmm. kim's question her the first part of her question is do you see a color shift when she speaks with her and as her she has uh, she's pregnant at this moment maybe the soul of the the baby has something like some change can you perceive that at all like the difference between her maybe and the baby at the same time so here's what i can see the ball of light is kind of um which is very interesting it's kind of going into the the realm of her belly like they it's on different planes so it's in the same space and then underneath i see a small ball maybe the size of an orange or a grapefruit which has got to be the baby's soul so I could definitely see that, and I see a connection between the two. Now, when it comes to the taste, that's really interesting. I'm, you know, like maybe the baby's senses, getting away from all the medical stuff, because my mind went medical, right, because that's how we're trained, and I worked in a medical clinic. So getting away from that, I'm wondering if maybe the you're getting a mixing of senses with the baby's senses, and maybe he or she is picking up something going on um, taste-wise, and that's why it's being shifted, because there's definitely a line between the two balls and between your heart and your head and your mouth. I don't know. That's just what I'm seeing. That is Tony. so cool. Kim, are you on there? Yeah, go ahead. You can keep asking <laughs> questions around that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm so, yeah, so so needy with the baby. And it could just be, like, you know, people have pregnancy cravings. I was thinking maybe it's that. It's just very, like, um random and and uh like pet like uh, i don't know what you call it like just um yeah random and all there there all the time is there anything that you see for me in terms of connection i kind of feel like i've been stepping into my gifts and what it is that i do mm-hmm. and i'm still honing it i work as a coach um and this knowing and any advice or anything that you see for me Definitely working from that space above your belly to your sternum, that area seems to be very light in you, very bright. So around the heart, but it's a lot more than that. That space, specifically while you're pregnant, seems to be the area to listen to. And then you know all about the contraction and the expansion. If something feels good, it expands in your body and you feel that lightness. And then if it contracts, that's a a negative it seems like that area would speak to you a lot. I, I'm just so fascinated with the the whole baby and how the baby is actively involved in what's going on in your life. Sorry. Um, no, I love it. Like <laughs> tell me, tell me and all. I'm totally all ears. <laughs> yeah, that's I. 
Yeah, I would love to talk to you longer and see past life-wise if you start talking about the baby more, if I could pick up some of that, because I often see how past lives can get hooked onto the body. Um, there is definitely a connection. I can see a string coming up from that energy ball up through your heart. Um, it is so interesting. Um, but it goes around that area where you coach. So it's not involved in that area, like just watching. And there's a wisdom involved with that ball, which is interesting. It's like he's sampling parts of your body, like he's sampling your taste and he's sampling your heart energy. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> I feel like this person, I mean, I don't, I have not met them yet, but when I think of the events that have led up to um, being pregnant and just the events going on in the world, I'm like, who are you? I don't know if we choose the time that we come here. But if we do, I'm like, child, you picked a wild ride to be, yeah. to be stepping into here. So I, I this am is so fascinating. Yeah, keep going, Julie. I, we're we're just going to keep going. Like, this is super, super fascinating. So keep going. Let's hear more about what you're seeing okay. and how this, like, really creates. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm seeing there. there's a, a wisdom down in that ball. And um, right now there's masculine energy. I don't know if it'll be a boy or a girl, but in the past life it was definitely most recently a boy. And I'm just picking up masculine energy there. A very light, not um, dominating, like it's it, not an adult male, but a masculine um, energy flow. And um, there's definitely an old soul feeling. It's definitely knowing you. There's a connection. Um there are a deep sense of on purpose. And and like I said before, there's like these strings that come out. It's like, okay, so I'm going to sample your taste buds right now. Okay, I'm going to sample this heart energy. I'm going to sample, you know, um, I, it seems like you have low back pain. It's like it's sampling your low back pain or the energy. But, oh, my God, like, it's so funny. I never have low back pain. I literally have low back pain right now. And part of it's like, oh, you're pregnant, but so cool you say that. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I, well, he's sampling that back pain. Like if he's sampling the energy that is involved in low back pain. So uh, it, it's just kind of interesting there. And it's interesting to see how he is separate and on a different plane. Like I'm seeing three planes. I'm seeing the, the plane of the baby itself. I'm seeing the plane of these balls, right? And then I'm seeing the, the plane of the energy that is stalled in your body. And he is actually healing. So... In our gut, um, where we physically, in our physical body, store crap, right, we also store the mental crap of our past experiences, usually from this lifetime. And it's like what he is doing is actually resolving some of that because I can see his energy is taking that from the dark and creating like this warm, pinky, orange color. It's like he's healing some of that for you which is interesting. It's almost like that's his purpose in this moment in terms of his soul being with you is to help you heal whatever is going on in there, which is beautiful. So allow that. If you're feeling that, you know, become one with letting it go because it, it'll be easier to do it this way than all the therapy and all the other stuff and talking it out, if that makes sense. That's fascinating. I don't know if any of this resonates with you, but... That is what totally. I'm Totally. So I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll share with you. 
two miscarriages that were really close back to back before this pregnancy. And um, when the last one happened, I was, I was in this leadership group um, and there was a lady there that was a shaman. She was telling me this soul, like it's left, but it hasn't left. And it feels like this, like this masculine warrior. (laughs) I was like, okay. She doesn't even feel like it's from this planet. So it's just, it's interesting that you would say that it's, um, this masculine energy and um, because I'm over 40 they do this genetic testing now in Canada and you kind of have to wave saying well you're okay with knowing the sex of the baby so I've been told the sex of the baby is little girl but I find it fascinating that you're like oh it's just like masculine energy you know it would make sense to me that it would be that warrior energy that you were talking about and it has decided to incarnate as a girl this time so that would, doesn't surprise me from what I'm seeing, but right now it is still masculine in its energy field, if that makes sense. I would, I would love to know <laughs> this baby, which one it is. I would just, I would love to know. <laughs> I know there's part of me that's kind of doubtful, and my partner's like, I'm pretty sure the genetic tests are like 100% or like 99.8% you know, accurate, but it's, yeah. But you know, you, ladies, what's really cool about what you're both speaking of how many women, powerful women do you know that carry a beautiful, strong, masculine energy? Yet yeah, they're gorgeous women in yeah. this reality. Like their expression physically is is of a female nature. So it it wouldn't surprise me, Kim, having, uh, you know, a high masculine energy, a warrior energy coming into this reality as a female, like ready to run the world kind of thing. Like how awesome. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't oh, want to project totally onto this, this child because who knows who it will be. But that is the sense that I get. That it's kind of like, look out. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And so, what, Julie, what, what is the color of the, the energy ball you see, the smaller ball that, that could be represented as the child's soul? What, what color is that? It's the same. It's, they're almost always this coppery gold, like this rose gold color with like a glittery huh? feel to it. So it's the same color as her. You know, it's the same, the same beautiful That's energy incredible. color. I see how this superpower you possess, Julie, it spreads across communicating with everyone, like in a different way, in such a different way. Kim, we can hear your dog barking. <laughs> oh, that's not me. Oh, that's actually not me. That's not me. Oh, is that you, Julie? That now... <laughs> Speaking of which, what can you see animal souls as well the same way, Julie? No, not the same way. They are softer, and um, they are. It's like I've done Reiki to animals, and so they're they're softer. It's not as um, tangible. It's like they have a lighter connection with the 3D world than humans do. Like, we are so involved right here in our humanity, and they, animals do not seem to be as connected in the same way, if that makes sense. They're more connected to the other planes. So you can see the density difference between species, basically. Yes, now that you mention that, because I've never actively looked between the cat and the dog. But, yes, there are differences in the density of both of those animals. The dog is more tied to the earth, and the cat is more tied to the 
astral energy plane. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, that is. Well, that's how I see um, the energy of animals as well. They all have a particular, um, I guess I want to say level of connection to the earth, a level of connection to the presence of a physical uh, way of being. And that's how, that's my perception of what they represent for us. Your your dog wants to share in the conversation, <laughs> Julie. I know, I know. But it's amazing. They they all contribute in certain ways, probably to activate what where we're all going, where we're all headed. So right now, this has been so amazing. Kim, thank you for your questions. They're so spectacular. We're just rolling oh, into. Yeah, it's amazing. We're just rolling into our second break, which is our last break, actually, because I wanted to blow right past the last break to keep that amazing conversation going and see how this superpower can show you, you know, where you are with yourself, how you really have a connection to your soul. You are your soul, the connection to the rest of the world, the earth and the other beings on it. So I'm going to ask Julie some questions around that, what that looks like coming back from our break. So we'll see everyone on the other side. If you could wave a magic wand and have your life be anything you wanted it to be, what would it look like? Professional dancer, CEO of a multi-million dollar earth conscious company, a screenwriter with top billing shows, and ultimately have the boldness to move about the world without emotional blocks standing in your way, therefore having the confidence to achieve anything you put your mind to. That's what Wendy Pocket knows is possible for you. The first step is understanding why you don't believe it too, or why you do, and yet haven't created it. Put on your possibility goggles and join Wendy now, because you're at the crossroads to awakening. This is Crossroads to Awakening radio show with your host, Wendy Pocket. To participate in the program, Call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Wendy Pocket. You're listening to Julie speaking to us about synesthesia and the awesome superpower that it is. Before the break, we were speaking with Kim, and we got to see Julie's total superpower in action when it came to Kim and her right now unborn child on this day of 11th of May in 2020, kind of in the middle of a pandemic. I'd say we we're probably right smack dab in its, in its middle. And right now, this experience of synesthesia is it's got its own representation, its own frequency in humans on this planet, which allow you to see some of what you think could be blocks in your reality as actual opportunities. Perhaps there's things that we're looking at that just don't seem to fit. And if we just shifted our perspective just slightly, maybe we can see it as a gateway to something new or a gateway to a new possibility. So what I'm going to do is tell you that Julie is going to be inside of our Crossroads Academy doing a masterclass on synesthesia, bringing you through different possibilities to seeing it and maybe um, maybe actualizing it or activating it. I'm not 100% sure, but we're going to share those details 
on our next show next week on Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern here on the Crossroads to Awakening. But you can see Julie in action. You can connect with her inside of the Crossroads Academy. If you go to wendypocket.com on the top bar, it says the Crossroads Academy. Hop in and see us. We're still receiving founding members up until the 20th of May. If you'd like to play inside of there with us and experience myself, my beautiful superpowers, and Julie's, her version of synesthesia, and every expert in awakening and frequency raising that I am able to reach out to, connect with, or who are connecting with me inside of there, we're going to have so much fun raising our frequencies, creating the world that we really desire to live in. Because I can tell you, it's 100% possible. It's 100% available to each and every one of us. There isn't anything that can be in the way. There is so much opportunity to shift your perspective and stand in the space where the reality you are living is the one that you truly see for yourself that changes the way our world looks. It changes our education systems. It changes the way we treat the planet and how we live on it as an entity that shares it. We are nature. Nature is us. This whole holographic world is a reflection of who we be in this moment in time. And if there isn't anything that's working in your perspective, my invitation to you is reach out to me. Reach out. Let's have a conversation about what that could look like and how that can change because I can see it differently. And so I will 100% hold you in the space where you can see it differently as well. So let's jump back in with Julie. Let's talk about what's next with synesthesia. Like, where do you see it being possible where we can take this possibility? Like, have you ever even had a conversation with someone where you can see them open up to this possibility or open up to this superpower? Have you had conversations with anyone yet around this? I have had lots of conversations with people who were pushing away gifts and perceptions that they did not understand what they were, and so therefore they kind of pushed them away. And and I wanted to add to what you were saying. It is what we create. It is the limits that we put on this. We are told we only have five senses, and we are told what those five senses do. And so it's in my experience, especially as I've been developing this in the last few years, I can take this anywhere I can imagine. If I start exploring mm-hmm. something, it's like, oh, well, it just happened now. I've never actively looked at animals in their connection to the astral plane. Like, you brought that up, and as soon as you said it's like, oh, wow, yes, I can use this to see that as well. And we're the ones who are limiting what we can see. I know for a fact everyone can connect to the divine. I know for a fact because I've seen it. I know that everyone can move from their head to their heart and into that soul energy and and connect with that connection. It is harder for some than others. Some do not want to, and that's the biggest thing holding them back. But I know that can happen because I can see it, right? Yeah, I love that you said that. That is – that you just – pinpointed a key thing that I know for sure. And this and this runs across I I like in every single solitary opportunity on this planet. If you're not willing to be or see or experience the change that you're after that you can see in your head, you will not experience it. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. It's like a it's like a law that you put on yourself. 
Like you can tell everyone, you can give everyone lip service and say, yes, I'd like my life to change. And it's not. And you can have the opportunity to address yourself in that moment and go, do I really, am I really willing and ready to accept change, to step into it, be, you know, be that change? Or am I just saying that because that's what everybody's saying and that's what I, I think I should say and therefore I'm not really wanting change. I want to see change out there, but I don't want to be the change. And that is the absolute key to everything. If you are unwilling, then you will get exactly what you're after, nothing. <laughs> so if you're willing, sometimes that's the magical key to get you through the doorway. So what what I'm experiencing with your superpower, Julie, is that it's possible to if it's possible for you to possess it and someone else to imagine it, it is possible for them to experience it. That's my interpretation. Okay. So I'm inviting you in into the academy inside of there to let's explore that with people. What could that look like? And is it possible that they already have access to it and just haven't even realized what it looks like or what it feels like or what it tastes like? Because unless we ask the question, just like I asked you about experiencing animals or even babies, for that matter, or unborn babies, it's possible that just by merely asking certain questions, we can evoke that superpower into others. That's my experience. So I don't know about you, Julie, but I'm certainly going to hold the space for that and bring you into it to experience with others. It's truly possible. Maybe you can see where people are blocked with synesthesia, they don't realize that they have they have this superpower and they're just not letting it in. Maybe they didn't even realize that they have it already and maybe we can explore that further. What do you think? Absolutely. I know I can I know I see where the blocks are. I know I can help people remove them if they're ready. And I know I yeah. can get you in touch with the queen. And part of getting in touch with the queen is sensing things on a new level. And so in that process of sensing, whatever is easy for you to bring in, which is probably limitations, your beliefs and your limitations, in experiencing mm-hmm. these sensations in a new way and gathering multiple layers to one particular stimulus and and just experiencing it that way. Yeah, that will be really, layers. really yeah. fun. So let's invite people in, like, Come in and play with us inside the academy, Julie. What we're creating is a space where everyone can come into a safe community, experience a regular meditation so that they can open up their awarenesses to other things, other perceptions, raise their frequencies so they have access to consciousness beyond what they even imagined possible. Um, we're having social coffees. Like I have a uh, an, an awakened coffee with Wendy on Wednesdays, which is really fun. We just have open conversation about whatever pops up in the group, whatever they're thinking about. And moving forward, we'll have regular um, regular meditations where I'm just going to do some short guided meditations, or I might bring you to, in to do one. And we're going to keep raising frequencies so that others can experience themselves in a greater space and they can actualize their visions. We have some amazing humans yeah. on this planet with visions far beyond even I could have even thought possible. And what that does by sharing those visions with others where in a safe space, you actually you're you're pulling that into this reality. Because then others are seeing your vision, they're like, Yes, I I love that vision. I want that vision with you know with you as well. We can all experience this vision together. So we keep creating a 
higher and higher frequency and a higher, higher awareness. And as we do that as a group, it's unstoppable, unstoppable what we can achieve. It's unstoppable the heights that we can reach and pulling in more of a like a, a an awareness and a beingness and experience of a Christ consciousness or at least a highest one that I can think of in this moment now to have that connection, to live the best life ever, to change this world into what's truly possible. Have, you know, people thinking about the earth every time they do something. They're to the point where they're not thinking about their being it, right? Their experience in this reality as a physical human embodied experience it. So thank you so much for bringing in your incredible superpower. It's so exciting to know you and to know what you're up to and that you're expanding your awareness of it as well. You're reaching new heights with yourself and with your clients. And so um, I'm so pleased to have you in the Academy and having you sharing your gifts and, you know, teaching and allowing others to be aware of their synesthesia or what's possible with them. Something even new might even come forward, um, combining different types of superpowers together. So I'm so excited to have you in there. And I really am looking forward to what's possible. So I'm super grateful for you, Julie. I'm grateful for our friendship. I'm grateful for you as a human being and what you're creating on this planet. And I can't wait to see um, what we create inside of the Academy. So for anyone um, looking to join, hop into wendypocket.com or onto and click inside the Academy, Crossroads Academy, and hop in with us. It's going to be so much fun. Is there anything you have? I've got about 30 seconds for you for the before the music starts, Julie. Anything you'd like to say to anyone before we go? Uh, just thank you so much for having me here, and thanks, Kim, for sharing uh, your experience and your being. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> something that wasn't even, you know, something that I could have even fathomed that you could experience like unborn babies in that way as well, right? Like, yeah, it's never ending. I wonder, wonder what would happen if there was twins, if you'd be able to see like both of their souls. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Julie, I can't stop thinking of questions to ask you now. So just to let everyone know on next week's show julie's going to come back we're going to actually have a couple of guests i believe next week but julie will be back so if you want to have you want to ask her any questions come on back and see us next week on crossroads to awakening it has been my absolute joy pleasure and i'm extremely gratitude in gratitude for having all of you listen to the show we will definitely see you next week thank you thank you for being aware alive awakened and being the possibility that leads us into a world that has so much joy that we don't know what to do with it all. So we'll see you next week. Love you. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Crossroads to Awakening radio show. Wendy Pocket will return next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We look forward to you joining us again. Until then, Enjoy your journey and we'll meet you at the...